Welcome to the first City Manager Minute, the official podcast for the City of Beaumont. I'm Paige Reed with the City's Communications Department. This is a new avenue we are using to increase transparency with the citizens and give more background and insight into city decisions straight from the source. And who better to do that with than the City Manager? Today, we have with us Mr. Kenneth Williams to share what's really going on in the city straight from the Executive Office. Thank you, Paige. It's great being here, and I look forward to conversating with you and the Communications Department of the City of Beaumont. So our topic today is one that is brought up a lot, and that is crime. Crime is a real issue, not just in Beaumont, but also uh, throughout our country. Uh, Nationwide, our cities are going through some uh, difficult times in getting that under control. Here in Beaumont, we've realized that it is an issue, and we're working to make sure that we have a safe environment. One of my goals coming into Beaumont was having a a city that was safe. Public safety was a concern, was a real issue, whether it was police department or EMS or fire department. We want to have a first-class city. We're putting things in place to make sure that we do that. You know, Beaumont has 261 full-time sworn officers. We have a civilian force here already. So we want to give them the resources that they need uh, in order to do their job. We're looking at some technology um, items in this next budget that will enhance what they're doing and enhance their capabilities to monitor what's going on in our city and all some other things. So we we recognize it's an issue and we want to do all we can to make sure Beaumont is a safe city. That's very good to hear. We often do hear that Beaumont is unsafe. How would you respond to that? I would say Beaumont's not as unsafe as any other city in our country. We get negative stories about it and we hear things, but our police department is working diligently to solve those issues. Uh, You know, we get crime stats and stats around town, but when we look at what's really happening, a lot of the crimes are, are not, or based upon people who know each other. You know, it's not strangers or someone breaking into someone's house they don't know. It's usually a relationship involved. And from that relationship becomes issues that create crime. So while we, uh, we're working diligently on it, we realize that uh, some of the rates and some of the stats are a bit misleading. And we want to make sure, that while keeping the city safe, that we communicate that issue. Beaumont Police Department is also very active in the community, right? Yes, very active. We, uh, the, the department is one of your more active departments out there. You know, they do a lot of things with kids. Uh, several weekends, we have the greetings in the park with the police department. They work with the uh, neighborhood associations. Uh, every neighborhood association, there is a police department representative there. Uh, giving information, giving crime stats, uh, et cetera. They attend uh, meetings with the churches uh, and the other associations. So they work real hard to work in the community. And it's not something to just start it recently. They've been doing it for years. There have been programs put in place by the police department to develop relationships with the community leaders to make things easy to work with during difficult times. How can citizens get involved to support? Good question. Uh, Just volunteer. We need volunteers. You know, we need volunteers by the hundreds, by the thousands for for whatever goes on in our city. 
So go to the police website, look and see what's available out there, some of the programs they're doing, and just volunteer to help out. Uh, we'd be glad to have you out there uh, helping out. But also, citizens, you know, we just need you to be involved if there's a crime. If you, if you witness a crime, we need you to report to us. We need you to cooperate with us on what's going on. Because uh, otherwise, it's really difficult for, for our officers to gain information to quickly solve a crime. You know, they, they'll get it solved, but it takes longer. So we just ask for the community's cooperation and working when you witness something. So witness something, say something. We'd appreciate it. And what can citizens do to stay informed and get the facts? Oh, think like this. You can look at, listen to a podcast, but also <laughs> a page. The communication department does a great job of putting out information about the facts out there that's going on in the city of Beaumont. You know, you, you use different avenues. We have web, websites. We have Facebook pages. Uh, we have other means of communication to get that out. We also, there's documentation that you can pick up in regard to crime stats. And you can go to the Neighborhood Association to get that information. So there are a lot of ways to get that information. You know, if you really, if you, you find that it's difficult to get it, you can always contact the police department and find out those avenues of getting it or even contact your department to get information. I know that the Beaumont Police Department produces a crime report that's submitted to the FBI each month. So we'll go ahead and share a link in the description of this episode so that everyone that wants to can go check that out. Switching gears a bit, the EMS and fire response times have also been a topic of question. Yes, uh, over the last few months, in particular during the election, there was a lot of discussion about EMS and, and fire response time. Beaumont's a safe city. We're continuing to improve and enhance those services. Where we've operated with seven ambulances on duty, now we're looking at having nine full-time ambulances on call. But likewise, we're putting in other resources in place with the fire department. We're putting in BLS units, which also assist with emergency care. And uh, we're putting in a new um, a communication system whereby you'll be able to be assisted virtually. If there's an issue and not a major concern, you can, well, you, you'll be contacted by uh, what, a person from our department. You'll have a conversation with them. They'll help you analyze your problem, concern, and then figure out the best way to treat you. So we're, we're looking at uh, new and different things. We're looking at, we want to become more innovative in what we do, but we still want to uh, supply the, the, the manpower, a uh, person power that's needed to uh, have a safe EMS department. That's great. Have those implementations and the new BLS med units, have they helped? Yeah, they definitely helped. Again, getting more ambulances on the street helped, helped tremendously. The BLS units are out there. So putting more units on the street was, was a priority. But also we're looking at other things like at the hospital. When a unit, unit takes someone to the hospital, they have to stay there at the hospital for sometimes hours to, until that patient is accepted by the medical staff in there. And if, as long as they're not staffed, they can't get back on the street. So we're doing things, working with the hospitals to improve that, that, that handoff of that patient at the hospitals to where we can return our, our staff to the street. 
So we've recently added two new basic life support BLS bed units, which is a new type of ambulance for our fleet. But what exactly is that? A BLS means basic life support. You know, while it's not an ambulance, your traditional ambulance, it is a vehicle and a staff that can transport to hospitals. While it's a little bit different, it gives us more resources to uh, put on the street. So really, it's a differentiator between non-emergency and emergency situations to really free up some time for our for our fleet. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we try to interpret what type of emergency care the patient might need even before we get there, before we're called. And if it's one that's not life-threatening, uh, at the time we interpret that and figure out what's best for them. If it's a, if it's a basic life support system, or we can use our integrated healthcare system to figure that out. The fire department has also started the process to be able to offer tiered medical services. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Tiered medical services. Uh, it's just another thing we put in place to enhance our uh, response, our EMS capabilities, uh, fire department capabilities. It's basically just looking at the different levels of of healthcare that's required. Again, it's a bit of the mobile integrated healthcare system program uh, to where non-emergency medical assessments can be made. And based upon that, it might need an ambulance. You know, sometimes a person can take care of themselves if it's a cut or something or whatever, but it might need a more intensive response from from us, from our EMS department. So there's a lower level where patient might can take care of themselves and there's basic life support and then there's a full response to medical response capability. Very cool. That does sound exciting. Um, is there anything else that you're doing as far as recruitment? Yes. Yes. We are putting some things in place to hire more people. We have a few uh, vacancies in our EMT department. We've been able to fill our paramedics, but we're like every other city or every other county. It's it's a really competitive uh, endeavor to hire people, EMTs and paramedics. So we are put some things in place to do that. We've offered some incentives for, for new hires. If they choose to go to work with the Beaumont EMS, uh, we provided a sign-on incentive, and we found that to be successful. We've been able to fill vacancies because, again, we're competing with cities and sometimes smaller cities, sometimes larger cities, some geographically in different places than us. So we're competing with not just the locals, but even the Baytowns and Houstons of the world. So we, we want to provide the incentives to get them to come work for us, and, and we put some things in place like uh, sign-on bonuses, uh, et cetera. And we've been su- successful. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the citizens of Beaumont? Beaumont's a great town. It's been a great 10 months since I've been here. It's been exciting. I encourage everyone to get involved with their city and to make Beaumont the great city that it is. You have resources here that other cities don't have. You have other resources that other cities would really try hard for. Most cities in Texas don't have a port. You know, they don't have I-10 going through it. 
They don't have a river going through it. So you have resources here and you have a location because locations, everything that's ideal. You know, you have access to the lakes, you have access to the piney woods, you have access to, to, to Louisiana and Houston, et cetera. So we want to be able to take advantage and we want to encourage people to be a part of that. You know, we put some things in place. We're gaining more information. We're putting plans together. We'll be releasing a new strategic plan in a few weeks uh, that takes a comprehensive look at the city. We'll be doing a new economic development plan in a couple of months through the Chamber of Commerce and uh, also a downtown plan, which is going to be a big deal. And we want everyone to participate in, in the formation of the city as a whole. So I just encourage everyone, you know, we're excited about what we're doing and uh, we're going to be successful. We just want everyone to be a part of it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there are some exciting things coming for the city of Beaumont. Well, um, thank you, Mr. Williams, and for joining us today. And thanks for everyone for listening to our first episode. Stay tuned next time when we talk about the Downtown Hotel and Convention Center Project. You can always stay up to date by following the City of Beaumont on social media or checking out our brand new website, beaumonttexas.gov. Thank you for having me.